You're listening to Cowboys and Chaos. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, Cowboys Nation, wherever you're at, wherever you are. We're glad you tuned in. I'm your host, Kelly Canine. And I am your host, Megan, a.k.a. MC. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Cowboys in Chaos. Hope everyone's doing well this evening. It is already March. It is the one-month anniversary of our show. Did you know that? The one-month anniversary. Well, to be honest with you, women, that kind of stuff, guys typically don't. But, uh, hey, happy anniversary to us. <laughs> hey. I gift, so. Shocking. Typical man. <laughs> exactly. So I, in true chaos form, I decided that right before we recorded, I was going to put together this new desk in my room because before I was literally just recording on my bed. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. So it's standing. It's up. However, I'm a little bit concerned about the fact that there are five screws, I've counted five, that are left over. And I just feel like that's kind of an odd number to have left over. I feel like yeah, that's a lot. You know what, there's always things left over when you put over something, but I feel like five screws, that's that's concerning. And it's an odd number, too. Like, there's... I don't think it's going to help you if it was an even number. I mean, if you're missing that many screws, I don't think the odd and even. I think you're concentrating on the wrong thing here. Uh, Yeah, and then I also have this one that's, for some reason, it's the right, it's the correct size. It's, you know, where it should be, but it, like, will not screw in. So I just, like, stuck it in there, and it just looks like it's doing something but I'm just I'm spinning it right now like it's just it's not it's just there for looks so if you guys hear a loud crash um a bunch of cussing on this end and what sounds like me being um you know covered in a collapsing desk then we know what's going on so need life alert (laughs) yeah a bang bang can you hear me now (laughs) like our technical difficulties (laughs) Oh God! Last night that was whew, that was what I would like to call a shit show. I mean, we were having to redo this. I'm sure people were wondering why, but once I feel like that was just uh, not good. No, that not was good. bad. That was bad. And I I texted Kelly today, and I was like, "You're gonna hate me, but we gotta we gotta redo this." <laughs> I was playing it back last night, and I'm like, "No, we've gone too far to uh, to go back this far." So. Yeah, but I'm still going to get it edited and dropped tonight, so fingers crossed. Everything See, that's what I'm well. talking about. That's dedication right there. Absolutely. That's why, that's, why, that's why I love you. You're the perfect producer for this show. Aw, shucks. Thanks. <laughs> Don't make it weird. <laughs> so, speaking of perfect, I uh, I would like to consider myself the perfect Cowboys fan for about five seconds because did you see my five seconds of fame that I had I mean me and Tad are pretty much best friends at this point so it's only a matter of time before I'm like in with the family I mean we did touch on this and I said seven degrees of separation it's basically like that you got a retweet from Dak I mean it's see your 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 little five seconds of fame I was very happy for you I thought that was really cool 
it's always nice to get a shout out, whether it be from, you know, a celebrity's family member or athlete's family member, I should say, celebrity, athlete, whatever, same thing. But that's always pretty cool. So, yeah, that's recognizing you as I mean, you only post about Dak like every <laughs> other, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. Okay, I, I would not say that it's every 30 or 40 minutes. I would say it's several times a day because sometimes I just be sitting at my desk and I just get mad all over again. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, I'm going to cut it off there because I'm not going on another rant. That's not really a rant, but it's just infuriating. Another day without a contract. Another day of yeah, disappointment. And, yep, and we were, we were asked, a question was posed to you about the post-apocalyptic scenario that could possibly happen that we have to prepare ourselves for. It's just like Armageddon. Some of these people are doomsday preppers. We're doomsday prepping for what we hope never happens, but life after Dak, if that was to happen. Yeah. So what, what do you think? What, what do you think? What would you feel? How do you foresee Cowboys football um, if for some reason the deal doesn't get done with Dak and we end up without... Dak Prescott going forward in our future. How did you? How would you foresee that happening? And what do you foresee Cowboys football looking like? So I'm not gonna lie. I've kind of been um, avoiding this topic, and I've just kind of been pushing it into the farthest corner of my brain. Um, and then yesterday, someone was like, "You know, you should. I want to hear you guys talk about life after Dak, if that's a thing." And I'm like, I mean. It just like really hit me that this could possibly be the new reality and yeah. I'm not ready for it. I don't know. I, I cannot picture any other person in a Dallas Cowboys uniform standing in his spot. Like that's his spot. I know that quarterbacks come and go players come and go, you know what I mean? Like contracts change this and that, but I don't know. I just, Life after Dak will be very difficult for me. I'm not going to lie. I'll still support my team. Oh, you know. What? Yeah. No, I was just saying when you said that, I was going to say, oh, you don't say. Oh. I can <laughs> never picture you being devastated for Dak not being with the program. Yeah. Let me finish. But I'm clearly going to support him wherever he goes. I just feel like if he leaves Dallas, it's just going to be such a shame not only because obviously we all want him to be our quarterback well not everyone but I don't count them but I would just feel like he got cheated in a way this is not how if if he does not get a deal and if he is not our long-term quarterback we all know the disrespect with the way it's been handled but he wants to be in Dallas like he's made it very clear that he wants to be in Dallas and if that's yeah. not what happens, then I feel like he is be. if anyone is going to be hurt or upset, I feel like it's going to be him. And that's not fair. He wants to be in Dallas. He wants to bring a championship to Dallas. So I don't know what the fuck is going through Steven and Jerry Jones's minds or whatever. I don't know if they're too busy with each other's heads up their assholes on the yacht. I don't understand it, but I will literally be, I will be hurt for him because I will feel like he has been cheated out of something that he literally yeah. grew up wanting. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, uh, 
I would call it, you know, life after Dak. It'd be Cowboys AD. You know, after Dak, get it, AD. Look at that. Do you like what I did with that? I see what um, you did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, man, I just happen to, I just happen to think that Cowboys fans really. I mean, I know a lot of people. I feel like that. 90% of the fan base is 100% on board with signing Dak. I feel like there's 10% that just doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Sorry to those of you that feel like that Dak shouldn't be a part of the team, me saying that you don't know what the hell you're talking about, but seriously, you've been spoiled. We have been spoiled because we rolled right in from Romo and transitioned right into Dak without ever missing a beat. And the reason that is is because Dak is a fantastic quarterback. A rookie, fourth-round rookie, might I add, does not just roll into town and then win 13 games. Okay, you can tell me it was the offensive line and it, that it was Zeke, but you're telling me you're gonna tell me that the you know that a Danucci or a Cooper Rush <laughs> or a guy like that is coming into town and winning 13 games. I don't give a damn if he's got Emmitt Smith and the best offensive line in the history of the game. Dak had a lot to do with that. The guy only threw four interceptions his rookie year. He's done nothing but ball out. He has been incredible, and he has improved every single year. So going from Dak and going back into the Stone Age, which I believe that's probably our only choice because I don't really think we have options out there to trade for a quarterback. I don't think we have the draft capital to do that unless we were to, say, tag Dak Prescott on a deal and then trade him to somebody. But here's the deal they're going to have to pick up that franchise tag and still negotiate a deal. Dak's still going to want this three-year deal that he's looking at. We backed ourselves into a corner. We have to pay Dak. Mm-hmm. If we don't, we're looking at the days of Drew Hutchinson. We're looking at the days of of, of Benny Testaverde, Drew Bledsoe, as I used to call him, Drew Deadslow. Like, we don't <laughs> want that. want that. Even the 10% of people who are saying, well, Dak doesn't deserve that money. Y'all don't want that. You don't want those five and 11 seasons. You don't want those four. And, you know, like you do not want that. Nobody wants that. So life after Dak would be bleak. It would be bleak because we don't have a plan. There's not a plan there. It's not like it's, hey, well, we can get Deshaun Watson or, hey, we can go get Russell Wilson. You can you like is that a realistic possibility? I don't think so. And what why? And if you did, what are you really doing? You're trading, you know, because I don't think either one of those quarterbacks, Russell or Deshaun, I think Deshaun Watson and Dak are basically the same quarterback. I think that Russell Wilson may be slightly better at than Dak at the moment, at the moment. But Dak is the much younger quarterback who has shown nothing but improvement every year. I think over the long term, I think Dak could be the better quarterback. And I think Dak can absolutely bring a Super Bowl to Dallas. So absolutely I don't think about life after Dak. I'm the same way as you. I don't I don't want to think about it. I don't either, and that would not be great. And honestly, if it does come to that, it's you guys look forward to many years of going through quarterbacks. Like it's gonna be. I mean, I feel like people have this idea in their mind that quarterbacks are just dime a dozen. They're not. I mean, at least not good yeah. ones. No. And no. the way that they're just, to me, it just seems like the organization, the front office is just kind of like handling it as such. Like, oh, well, if this doesn't work, we'll just get another one. I've said this for years and years and years, and I will continue to say it. Dak is a special human being, not only because of his abilities as an athlete, but because of his mentality, his persona, his leadership, his strength. I mean, it's one thing to be an amazing athlete. It's another thing to have all of that all of those characteristics in 
a quarterback as well. Hi, Zeke. Agreed. Sorry, my dog was barking in the background. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Zeke. He wanted to, he wanted to talk too. He was saying he was agreeing with you. He was saying. <laughs> so yeah, life after deck is something that I don't think a lot of people are really prepared for if it does actually happen because you guys think it's frustrating now. You think it's frustrating now watching our team lose? Try doing it with right. quarterback after quarterback after quarterback that's not making the cut because that's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I just, I you know, I feel I, I feel that all these people just think that they're you know you got these you got a lot of these couch chair GMs mm-hmm. that just they think that they know what's best for the team because oh well you know you can't hey, look I've seen a million different projections of what they say Dak may get look. It's a myth that you cannot pay your quarterback and still put together a team that can win a Super Bowl. hundred percent. Because 100%. every team has to go through this. Every team that has a great quarterback mm-hmm. or even, even just a good quarterback. I mean, yeah, look at Kirk Cousins. He is not that great of a quarterback, but look what Minnesota did. They right. gave him a big contract, a big contract. And you know why? Because he was a good quarterback, and they know that you don't have to have a an elite quarterback, but if you have a good quarterback, you're going to pay him elite money because good quarterbacks just don't grow on trees. You don't just find good quarterbacks that are going to be, you know, and, and that's just, it's what the market is. It is what it is. So I just pay Dak, move on. Let's try to do what we've been trying to do since 1995 and let's (laughs) go after a Super Bowl. And one last thing real quick that I want to add is that I truly, truly, truly in my heart of hearts believe that when he comes back this season, he's going to be a whole nother version of Dak that we've never seen and in a good way. And if that happens and he's on another team, who I... That's going to be rough. Well, I, you know, and just to, just to kind of piggyback on that, I mean, Dak already came into the league with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He had a chip on his shoulder already. I think what hurt more than anything, more than any injury, more than any speculation, people commenting on this, saying this or that about Dak, I think him being away from the game of football and not being able to play the game of football last year is going to motivate him. And I agree. I think you're going to see a guy that's going to come out and, play possessed i mean he loves the game it's clear to see the guy loves the game his teammates love him you know everybody in the organization loves him nobody has anything negative to say about the guy so you know that's just mind-boggling that we're still sitting here talking about this you know if a you year later after they franchise tagged him already once so right if you would have asked me a year ago if we would be in this situation that we are right now i would have been, i would have laughed i i truly can't believe it like i'm Honestly, at a loss at this point. I really have nothing left to even I, say yeah, about it. I agree. I, I agree. I thought we were going to get a deal done last year. I was wrong. I remember we made that little bet. I called it and said when he was going to be signed. And yeah. Remember yeah. that? We were both saying, hey, he'll be signed by this day. Because we're all just like, yeah, they're going to get a deal done. It's a given. Right. You know? And I've been saying that whole thing this year. Hey, it's a given. They're going to get it. But I swear, every day that passes, it's got me scratching my head going, is it a given? You know, is it? Which is why we're having this conversation. Because we don't really know what the Joneses are thinking because they say one thing, but their actions say another. So actions speak louder than words. You know, let's put some pen to paper and get a deal done. Come on. So we can put this behind us, concentrate on free agency, the draft. Let's go. Quarterback should not be something we're worrying about right now at this point. 
Absolutely not. When we have the perfect quarterback right there, there are so many other things that we should be focusing on, but that is correct. But what do we know? Right. Jeez. What do we know? We're just an armchair GMs. We're just, (laughs) we're just Dak fans. And we, we bleed that blue and silver and we got our blue shades on. So we don't know anything. I'm coming for your job, Jerry. I'm in for your job. I feel like if I could like, yeah, I wish I could get Dax agent's number. I feel like I do a good enough Jerry voice to say, you know, talk to him and, you know, and then have him to come in and get a deal done. Maybe I could, maybe I could try to do some, uh, what is that? I identity fraud, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe get in there and kind of hijack some things and get a deal done with Dak. Obviously there'd stuff to be paperwork. So that would obviously fall short, but I don't know. Maybe I could kidnap Jerry and 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 make things go i don't know i'll figure something out i swear to god i will <laughs> uh i'm with you just fill me in i'm there <laughs> so spe- <laughs> speaking of jobs um i was on twitter yesterday whatever day yeah yesterday um i just wanted to touch on the whole jane slater thing because i feel like we have opposing uh opinions on this one and we do. We do. Um, so, yeah, for those of you who don't know, I'm not going to go into detail of it, but basically she had posted, um, I don't want to say an advertisement, but she had posted a tweet for someone looking for an internship that was unpaid. Well, Twitter being Twitter blew up and everyone seemed to just come at her about, like, how dare you offer an unpaid internship? And... I'm here to say that I definitely did an unpaid internship and I would not be where I am now without it. I don't see it. I understand the aspect or the argument of, well, if if I'm doing a job, then I should be paid. But that's the first thing. You shouldn't be looking at it as a job. In my opinion, you should look at it as an extension of school, which is I mean, I got an internship right out of school. I saw it as an extension of learning, like hands-on learning. I'm a hands-on learner. I learn so much better actually doing it rather than someone just telling me. Um, So, yeah, I I was broke. I worked a job during the day, went to school at night, and then, you know, a couple days a week had my internship. But I... I don't know. I was just really blown away by the fact that people seemed so appalled by the fact that she was offering an unpaid internship. And I just, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much valuable information and experiences in any job that you can learn from an internship, whether it's paid or unpaid. Like, yeah, struggle. Are you going to struggle financially a little bit? Of course. But you know what? If you, if you really want something, you're going to do what you got to do to do it. And I'm not trying to say like, well, I I did it. You can too. But I didn't come from money. I didn't have my parents helping me. I didn't have them paying my bills while I was in school doing my internship. You know, like if you, you just got to make it happen. You got to make it work. So that's my opinion on it. I know a lot of people disagree, but what do you think? Well, yeah, here's the thing. Everybody, there's always going to be differing opinions. Anytime you post something, or you have a view or you have an opinion, there's going to be people that differ, you know, I was never in a position in my life where I could have done something for free like that. I just, I just couldn't. I mean, 
I know I've heard, you know, Jane was defending it and saying, hey, well, I, I did this internship and I also worked um, while I was doing that inter internship. I worked a part time job. Well, I, I had to work full time job. I couldn't work a part time job. And obviously, I, I feel like that she had some help, whether that be financial. It was my daughter it was my ex-wife you know we we had a family going when i so i mean i started almost right out of high school not too far out of high school i was already having a family there was just no way that i ever could have done anything for free like i felt like if i'm ever going to do something i don't want it to be for free i feel like you that you could train me and you could teach me how to do things and you can still pay me even if it wasn't a full wage of what i was eventually <laughs> going to get paid it's just like electricians they have apprenticeship you know, mm -hmm. electricians, that is that is a job that you gotta be you gotta be smart to do. You can't be a dummy doing that. It's a very it's a dangerous job, a lot of hazard in it, but apprentices still get paid. They don't get paid as much as the electrician, but they still get paid. So I don't know. I just feel like in this day and age, as far as we've come with the with the incomes that people are making, I just feel like that unpaid internships should should be a thing of the past. That's just my opinion. That's just kind of where I stand. I feel like that asking people to do things for free just kind of, I don't know. I just feel like that it's um, that it's something that uh, is hard for a lot of people and that only a, only a certain amount of people that I can actually do that. I feel like there's a lot of people that could not afford to do that. So yeah, I stance on it, but I get it. I get both sides of the spectrum. And you're right. I know. And when I, I should add that when I was going through my internship and college and all that. I, I am blessed to have a very, very strong support system within my family. Um, I know everyone does not have that, but if it weren't for my mom, uh, I would, my sister, my mom, my grandma, grandma, I mean, it literally does take a village. So if it weren't for them, I would have not been able to do it. Sure. So, I mean, sure. it, it all just really comes down to you know, everyone gets dealt different cards. It, it all just comes down to what you can handle and what you can't. You know what I mean? If financially you can't do it, then an unpaid internship is not for you. Like, is it going to be tight? Are things going to be a little bit stressful? Absolutely. But like I said, no one's forcing you to do it. That's the thing. I mean, I feel like people were acting like That's true. people, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have a choice. Like if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But well, there, yeah, there, there's, there was two, there was two views. I mean, on that, there was the people that are sent like me that are saying, Hey, I, I wouldn't do anything for free. That's not for me. I'm not going to do it. I don't, you know, I don't really care what the, what the experience is. I don't really care what the, what you're learning from it or whatever the knowledge is you're gaining. I don't care. I'm not doing it for free. It's not for me. And then there were the people that were going, it's disgusting that you make people work for you for free. Like Who's holding the gun to your head? Yeah, right? that's a little yeah, bit. This is, this is this, yeah, it's like, come on, let's not be that dramatic over it. Like, is I don't know. I just feel that a lot of times when you have a point of view, there's the people that can respectfully disagree with you and say, hey, this is why I disagree, and point out the facts and the and say, you know, these are the reasons why. And then there's the people that are just like immediately offended, like, how dare you? say you know suggest somebody work an unpaid internship like come on get off your goddamn high horse karen you know it's not that fucking serious <laughs> I mean, yeah you just you know i don't i don't know people get so worked up about everything like i disagree with people all the time but like i don't get that worked up that i'm just like that i take it as a personal insult that somebody has a a certain stance or a view on something so i don't know twitter's a trip man i'll tell you what yesterday twitter was popping off it was, <laughs> it was going crazy between the jane slater thing and the and the tad prescott calling out some trolls you know what i mean modello 
Yeah, well, that dude's a trip. He was a trip. He was basking in it all day long. Oh, I he know. Just, he loved that. He loved it. He was he was going all day long about that, and I couldn't help but just get a little uh, get a little laugh out of that because he definitely he's like I made it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, well, I'll tell you what. Yesterday it was Twitter was just whew, it was a battle. I feel just back and forth. I feel like lately it's been like that. It's the off season. There's nothing to keep us. There's nothing to keep us united. So it's like, I don't know. You know, usually when the season's gone, it's like we're either all angry over one outcome of the game, or we're all, you know, we're, but we're all kind of typically on the same page. But right now it's the off season. There's so many different topics, things going on. So we're kind of at each other's throats. I feel like. I feel like. Nation or Twitter in general is just like, you know, there's no football going on. So it's like, what are we going to argue about today? What's going to offend us today? I feel like so. <laughs> Cowboys Twitter is like. There's no shortage of topics. No, but like, I feel like Cowboys Twitter, especially, I don't know if any other fan bases are like this, but even when we, even when it's it, like during the season and we all agree on something, we also have to like argue about agreeing. I don't like, we will find any way to argue with each other. And when it's oh, not no the season and we have, we don't have football to argue about. It's like anything, literally anything. We just have to argue with each other. But if like an oh, Eagles sure. fan or someone else like comes at one of us, like, no, you can't talk oh, shit to them. Only I can talk shit to them. It's <laughs> so funny. Well, we got each other's, we got each other's backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got each other's backs 100%. That's what I love about Cowboys Nation. It's like a big, giant, dysfunctional family dysfunctional as fuck but yep. you always you always got the you know you got the you got the crazy ones and you got the you know the calm ones that are all just you know always have the same calm demeanor and yeah i mean it's just you got a very wide variety in cowboys nation now, i'm sure it's like that amongst other fan bases but i'll tell you what i wouldn't want to ride with any other nation besides cowboys nation that's, hell that's no that's no, nope. we got the we, we got the rowdiest group. We got the most loyal. I mean, you know, it, you know, what's funny is that I was telling my I was telling a guy the other day we was talking about it. And I said, man, you know what? Cowboys are some of the most loyal fans. I said, I, I, I see the memes a lot when we start winning. They throw out these memes about, you know, Cowboys bandwagon fans coming out of the coming out of the woodwork. What do you mean coming out of the woodwork? We never left. All like, right. We never <laughs> Like we haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995. Like we <laughs> yeah. haven't even went past the first round of the playoffs since back in 1995. Like we, you know, we we win we win one game and then we get bounced in the second round. So we haven't won past the second round, not the first round. Correct correction there, but still, it's like we've had more pain and suffering than pretty much any of the 32 other teams that I can think of. I mean, even Buffalo advanced to the AFC championship game this year and Buffalo hadn't done shit since the, since, you know, back in the nineties. So it's <laughs> right. like, you know, the Browns were going out there in the, in the play. I mean, it's just like, come on, the Cowboys nation has been through plenty of suffering, but we ain't never left. We ain't never left. So don't call anybody from Cowboys nation bandwagon. Cause we know pain and we know misery. We ain't gone. No God. Yeah, and uh, typically a bandwagon fan is someone who chooses to become a fan when the team's doing really well. <laughs> I can't, like what, I since 2016, right. when's the last right. time we did really well for like more than two games consecutively? So, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, 
Yeah. Use that up. Yeah, so back by uh, popular demand, we have another game this week. You guys just loved oh, our oh, game last we week. Again. I think that you guys just like getting to know us a little bit more, which is fun. We like playing these little games and answering your questions. Uh, this game is actually to see how well Kelly and I know each other. Um, so we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. For those of you who don't truths and a lie. know how it works, is each of us will say three things about ourselves, two of which are true, one is a lie, and the other has to figure out which is the lie. All right? Hmm. All right. Well, we'll see how good I am at this. We'll see. All right. I'll start. One. I once forced a roommate to climb off a second-story balcony because she was locked out. Two, my natural hair color is strawberry blonde. Three, I have never been stung by a bee. I'm going to go with your hair being strawberry blonde is your lie. That is correct. Whoop, whoop. Boom! Three-point <laughs> line, and it's good. <laughs> and to explain I've a little a bit. Your younger days, I'm just saying, I've never <laughs> seen Strawberry Blonde in there, so I think that I would have remembered that. Yeah, but I did. Can I elaborate on the fact that I once forced my roommate to, like, scale yeah, down? I was... <laughs> Oh, yeah, trust so. me, I was, that was a follow-up question. It was, it was coming. I want to know exactly what in the hell was going on there. So we had come back to the apartment after, this was before my daughter, way before my daughter in my really crazy days. And we had returned from a night of, we'll say heavy drinking. Um, she went outside. I don't even remember why she went outside on the balcony, but I had one of those doors that... Um, locked from the inside so if you didn't make sure that it was yeah. unlocked before you closed the door and it was the middle of like january so <clears throat> if you didn't make sure that it was unlocked you'd be locked out well i was hammered and she went outside i don't remember if it was to call her boyfriend or what i have no idea but and i passed out and i especially after i've been drinking i am one of the soundest sleepers you'll ever meet I was out and I had a dog at the time Kim my friend she was banging on the door like trying to get my attention she probably knew I had passed out my dog was going nuts nothing nada didn't wake up woke up at like I don't know seven in the morning she was like bitch I was like what what did I do <laughs> and she told me the whole thing I was like oh my god like you could have died she's like I know I literally, I had no choice. It was fucking freezing. I was either going to die from hypothermia or I'm going to fall off the second story. I was like, wow, I am so sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> what a good friend that you are. <laughs> I, I really did feel bad, though. That's awful. Good Lord, Megan. That, that doesn't surprise me, though. Heavy drinking and scaling balconies. I mean, it sounds like a typical <laughs> night for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's go with my first one. So, um, 
I got, uh, okay, the first one is, I was in a rap video once. The second would be that I have all sister siblings. And the third one would be that I have moved to eight different states. Okay, so I know that you've moved to eight different states, so that's the truth. I'm laughing, picturing you in a rap video. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, you can't picture me in a rap video? No. Hang on now. I know you have a sister. No, that, that's a lie. You weren't in a rap video. Nope. I have all sisters. I got three of them. I was, I was got all, all sis. I got all sisters and I moved to eight different states. So yeah, I was never in a rap video. Although... I think that I would have made a really good cameo in a rap video. I'm just saying. Back in the Slim Shady days. Back in the Slim Shady. Actually, you know what? I got a little bit of a freestyle flow kind of thing going on, and I actually did it. But I mean, obviously, it's not a rap video nobody saw, but I did film myself, or I had a friend film me one time <laughs> doing a little bit of freestyle rap. So that video is not seeing the light of day, but there is one <laughs> out there. It's on VHS. If you care to go, you know, maybe try to talk to some of the old boys back in Lubbock, Texas, you might just find a copy of that on VHS but there there's actually a recording or a video of me freestyling somewhere on this earth as well oh wow yeah I would pay to see that that's that's an that's a that's a gem right there I would pay to see that yeah that was from back in the day but uh I can only imagine if I ever find a copy of that or if it ever resurfaces it's going to the grave with me so We'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that mine would, too. <laughs> All right. Next one. Number one, I was a cheerleader in high school. Number two, I have had my gallbladder removed. And number three, when I was little, I wanted to be a semi-truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Why am I picturing you behind the wheel of an eight, behind the steering wheel of an eighteen wheeler honking that horn like like just pulling up next to somebody and just oh my God popping curves and oh, running Lord, shit over. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you as a truck driver, boy, that'd be that would be hilarious. Um, okay, so I'm going to say that. The lie here was that you were a the high school cheerleader thing. That is correct. I was definitely not a high school cheerleader. Absolutely not. Two, two and... for two. Two for two. But what? Tell me what? What <laughs> made you want to be a truck driver of all things? Was so it, was it the honking thing? Was it the honking gesture that everybody does with their fists and they, you know, pull their fists down? Was that it? No. Not even. What was it then? I just, that's, that's not something that you hear every day. Like, I wanted to be a truck driver. <laughs> so as a kid, I mean, I was definitely into the whole honking the horn gesture. That was my thing whenever I was on the highway with my parents. But I always thought it was so dope that they could sleep in the back of their truck. Like they had a little bed in there. I thought that would be so cool to be able to just sleep in your car. That's why I wanted to be a truck driver. 
You don't need to be a truck driver. Uh, you could just buy an RV. And guess what? <laughs> right. have an RV. So guess what? Just buy yourself an RV and it'll be like the best of both worlds. You're rolling in a house on wheels. Yeah. I mean, there were a good, I mean, probably, probably a good two to three solid years that I really aspired to be a truck driver. Not that there's anything wrong no, with truck drivers. I just, no, truck looking drivers, back now, rolling, baby. looking back now, like picturing me as a truck driver is fucking hilarious because i mean you yeah truck driver i've seen truck driver women they don't look like you (laughs) (laughs) let's just say let's just leave it at that no offense (laughs) to any female truck drivers that may be tuning in right now but i think it's fair to say that female truck drivers have a certain physical look to them and we'll just leave it at that i probably couldn't (laughs) even see over the steering wheel I'd probably have to have no, like you'd need cushions. Hundred percent need a booster seat. You need, <laughs> a boost, you need a booster seat. Yeah. Cool. So That'd so uh, that dream didn't work out, but that's all right. Probably for the best. Definitely for the best. We'll say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. All right. So my next one here that I got. Um, I was a high school wrestler. Um, I blew out my ACL playing football. And I once had three interceptions in a football game. This one's hard. I purposely did this one because, I mean, I'm trying to trip you up here. Okay, so I feel like I remember you telling me about your ACL. I don't, you weren't a wrestler. That's a lie. Mm, you are wrong. What? You were a wrestler? I was a wrestler for till my sophomore year. I didn't do junior and senior because I was getting into a lot of trouble and was <laughs> off the team. Um, I The lie here is that I blew out my ACL playing football. That did not happen. What? I did have a game where I had three interceptions. That was my eighth grade year, and it was my my moment. You know, every player has a moment. Every every person has a moment. I didn't I didn't play high school football because I was a hoodlum, and I was too busy getting into trouble and doing a lot of other things. I wish I would have. I really do. It's one of my big regrets. But yeah, eighth grade year, three interceptions in one game. I still tell everybody about that. It's like my Al Bundy moment. It's my Uncle Rico moment. Like, hey, <laughs> would have put me in. We would have fourth quarter. We would have won state. Like that's that's my moment. But yeah, I had three interceptions in a game funny thing was my third and final interception was actually almost luck more than anything i like turned around and the ball literally like i went to catch it and the ball like stuck in my face mask like i turned to look for the ball and i i mean i was going to catch it but it went right through my hands and like literally like stuck in the face mask of my helmet which (laughs) was was i mean you throw that ball 10,000 times and that would maybe only happen once and I right. was one, that was my third interception but it still counted it still counted so wow you really got me on that one I swore you had said you would yeah. like hurt your ACL hmm. no I did not well I mean I've I've definitely I've sprained my knee before I've had a I've had a knee sprain that that causes me some some problems and swells up every now and then for some reason or whatever but I think that's just because I'm getting old I don't know that it's that I sprained my sprained my knee or anything, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're so, elderly. Gotcha. <laughs> Touche. I'm elderly. I'm a grandpa. <laughs> I'm a grandpa. So, 
You're just, gonna get there one day, and I'll be there to remind you. I will never be a grandpa, but maybe one day I'll uh, be well, a grandma. Y- you know what I meant. Semantics here. So, just talking about every, how everyone has that moment, I have to share mine real quick yeah. because when I was in, so I played softball. I played varsity my freshman through senior year. And I was actually pretty good. If I toot my own horn here for a second. Um, and I played, <laughs> I played center field, which I feel like people who don't know the sport of softball or baseball really don't understand how difficult center field actually is. But oh yeah, center, yes, I the most area in center field. Center field is tough. And it's no so hard on your arm. I actually ended up tearing my rotator cuff, which ended my career in softball, but that's a whole different story. But I remember I I caught a pop fly and I threw that bitch all the way from mid center field to home plate. And then the catcher and third baseman ended up tagging him out and we ended up winning because if they would have got that run, it would have been a tie. Oh shit! So that was my uh, gunslinger. Hey, that was my moment. And then my arm took a shit on. We all have a moment. Yeah. Well, that's right. You still had the moment, and it goes down. We all have those moments that we get to. (laughs) That was my peak. (laughs) I could have played in the. I could have played major league softball. Right. I'm gonna be like 80 years old. yeah, to still telling that story to your, yep. to your grandkids, your great grandkids. I'm the same way. I'm like, man, if I would have kept on playing football, I'd probably be in the NFL right now. <laughs> Actually, for 40 years old, I'd be retired. But I mean, you know, I'd have NFL money. I like to tell myself that it makes me feel fuzzy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had way other, I had way bigger priorities towards my later years of high school, and just like you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I did. They were mostly bad things, though. <laughs> Last one for me. Number one, I have been skydiving before. Two, I was in nursing school at one point. And three, I was given a detention and almost suspended for stealing a frog out of the biology lab at school. I'm going to say the lie here is skydiving. I don't see you as a skydiver. That is correct. I have never been skydiving, but I want to. Three for three. But hold on. The thing that stands out here is the frog thing. Suspended for stealing a frog? Yeah, so (laughs) I feel like every school does the whole, like, dissect a frog. That's not even a – that's typical, whatever. But my high school – said, no, we're not just going to dissect a frog that is already dead that we have preserved. We are going to take a group of frogs that are still alive. You're going to give it a shot that basically oh, snap. basically makes it brain dead. But the, Dexter, that motherfucker. But the organs are still working, and you're going to dissect it while it's technically still alive so we can observe the organs, how they work. Ooh, and I was like, wow. you know, that's kind of fucked up. If I do say so bit. myself, I said, I'm not doing that. It's medieval. Mm-mm. I said, I am yeah. not doing that. I'm sitting this one out. I will take the L, the F, the whatever you're going to give me. I'm not doing that. Well, <laughs> everyone was obviously given a frog and I decided I was going to stick mine in my shirt and set that fucker free. But I got caught. 
<laughs> oh wow that's hilarious i mean they that's literally amazing. tried to get me with like stealing school property and i was like oh, this on. is i was like that's a little crazy okay because that's you're you're like torturing this frog this poor frog right. has no idea what's happening i mean like where do you even get just like a pile of frogs that you're to just kill their brain and cut them open where do you even obtain that i don't want to know i, I don't know They're, i'm sure a pet's well no pet stores probably wouldn't i shit if i know i don't know some dude named jethro that lives down in louisiana <laughs> in the jethro. i got frogs i got to sell to you how much you gonna give me for them <laughs> i did Damn, jethro that's the only thing i could think of I don't know. for all my animal lovers out there listening I did hear that because this was my senior year. I did hear the following year that they stopped doing that because it was pissing a lot of people yeah. off. But um, yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a little medieval to dissect a live frog, even if you're giving it a shot to like. I mean, that's just kind of some that's some like Dexter serial killer shit. Like, yeah, hey, guys, we're gonna do this, but this frog's gonna be alive. He'll yeah. kill everything, but you won't really know it. He'll just be paralyzed. Right, like, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna kill him. Yeah, that's it's medieval. Yeah. Yeah, well, then we're going to kill it, obviously, because you're not going to stitch that motherfucker back up. I mean. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, All right, kids, let's sew him back up. We're right. We're going to release him into the wild. Well, I had planned on releasing him into the wild, but that didn't happen. Well, good good for you. Good for you for trying. For I took a stand. I'm sure he's grateful. He went to frog heaven, and he probably said, that MC was one hell of a girl. He put in a good word for you, so. It was it was extremely difficult, I have to say, giving him back, knowing his fate. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm sure sacrifices were made that day. Well, there you go. R.I.P. There you go. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's see if you can let's see if you can get this one. I got this last one here. Okay. Um, I, I feel like wait, 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 yeah, okay. So you've you've gotten you're one and one. Let's see mm -hmm. if you can get a winning record here. Let's see if you can pull this off. Fourth quarter comeback, your Dak Prescott. Three 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 things here. My first was I was almost a Los Angeles Raiders fan. Two, I attended a national title basketball game and was on TV. Three, I once met Denzel Washington. Kelly, where these are hard. These are the things like we've never even talked about. I'm not. I'm not trying to make this thing easy for you. I'm not trying to make it easy. But I mean, if you think about it, I am thinking about I it. At least I need. I know at least one of these. I have told you the two of them may not. But I decided I'm gonna make some really hard ones because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try to trip trip her up on this. I mean, I didn't know about any of the last questions, the frog thing or any of that stuff like that. So. That's, I don't think you've told me that in any conversations that we have had. <laughs> I feel like, all right, I'm going to talk this one through. I feel like you were not almost a Raiders fan because I remember you became a Cowboys fan from your mom having a Super Bowl party. I feel like before that you weren't really even a fan of any team. I'm still not sure about the basketball and I really feel like I would remember you telling me that you met Denzel Washington because I love Denzel Washington I'm gonna go with the Denzel oh shit uh what 
The Denzel Washington's a lie. That is correct. Yay! Denzel whoop, Washington's whoop. a lie. There you go. You were almost a Raiders fan? <laughs> yeah, so look, back in the early 90s, the Los Angeles Raiders fan thing was was everywhere. Like, people were wearing Raiders gear all over. Raiders gear was like Chicago Bulls gear. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if it was... I mean, I'm I'm older than you, so obviously we grew up in a different time. But when I was when I was in the early '90s, everything was Raiders stuff. You know, you seen you know Ice Cube was sporting Raiders stuff. You had the Boys in the Mo- Boys in the Hood movie come out, and they were wearing Oakland Raiders stuff, or you know Los Angeles Raiders then, not Oakland. Yeah. But, I mean, it was just the it was just the the black and the silver was just really cool. So, I mean, I remember having my mom buy me a, buy me a Raiders hat. I had a Raiders starter jacket. So like, I mean, I wasn't a fan per se. I didn't watch, I didn't, I couldn't have named one player that was on the team, mm-hmm. but uh, we did live in Texas for a while and we knew a guy that played on the Raiders. Yeah. We knew a guy, his name was Van McElroy. He was a linebacker for the Raiders at the time. And he lived in Texas in the off season and he went to our church and, and we, so we knew this guy. So that was another thing that kind of drew me in or whatever. So I wasn't necessarily a fan, but I would say, obviously if I would have gotten a little bit older and kept, you know, and started to get into the Raiders and watch them possibly could have become a Raiders fan. I definitely started out that way. I had the Raiders gear, like the colors, but, 92 Super Bowl. Get rid of the Raiders gear. Give me some Cowboys gear, and that was all she wrote. So, oh, almost. Thank God. That, that, so. that was a close one. Whew. I Yikes. think about it, right? If I wasn't a, if I was a Raiders fan, we wouldn't even know each other right now. Oh my gosh, that's aw, that's sad. Yeah, I'd be rolling. I'd be rolling with like Raider Nation, some like lame old that paints his face and shit like that, and fucking Ew. dresses up like it's Halloween and stuff. Yeah, no, fuck all that. Fuck no all offense if there's any Raiders fans out here. You guys do your thing. I'm not here to judge, but uh, you know, I don't give a shit about the Raiders, so hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's a no for me. Well Yeah, it's definitely a no for me. <laughs> all right, guys, that wraps up another episode of Cowboys and Chaos. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully you learned something about us. I learned a few things about Kelly that I I was so confident going into this game, but I guess that's fair. I guess that's a game well, for you. Yeah. I mean, even even though I was right, I mean, a couple, you know, I wouldn't say I'd say maybe a couple of those might have been lucky guesses, but I learned some things about you, and uh, yeah, I think Cowboys Nation learned things about both of us, and hopefully, they enjoyed the they enjoyed the show, and the you know, and you guys keep tuning in. We love the we love the support, and like hearing the positive comments and feedback. Um, if there's things you guys want us to talk about, make sure you guys hit us up, tweet us, follow us, Cowboys and Chaos. So we absolutely love you guys. Yes, we do. We appreciate you guys so much. Happy one month to Cowboys and Chaos. We will catch you Happy guys. <laughs> catch you guys on our next episode. Bye. All right, guys. Till next time. We out. Uh, we will win. Win is the name of the game.